Welcome to the Propaganda Report. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story, we are privileged to be in the midst of the largest public education effort in the history of the world. Sounds like a story for the Propaganda Report. Yeah, it's definitely perfect for what we do. And that is what they're calling this effort to get out. The The message about the vaccine is the largest public education effort in the history of the world. So much so that the White House has shifted their focus recently on what demographics to target because they've come to, to recently discover that the demographic that is the most vaccine hesitant that is most reluctant to get the vaccine are not just conservatives, but white conservative men are the ones who are saying they're not going to get the vaccine. I believe that you even mentioned something about the statistics of that last week. But here's what the White House is doing. They're going to be targeting this group with their new strategy. And how they're targeting them is they're going to they're going to be reaching out in the next couple of weeks through, through their partners. They're going to be working with NASCAR country music organizations, and several rural organizations on creating vaccine confidence. They're calling them vaccine confidence efforts, which are meant for conservative eyes and ears. So if you go to your local bait and tackle shop, perhaps the person behind the counter will deliver a little vaccine message with your bait and tackle when you walk out. I This is very interesting to me. So last week, we were you and I each had different angles on the Facebook I don't know, demographic analysis, whatever. The first thing I saw was that they said 50% or 50% of the anti-vax stuff came from 10% of the users or the user groups. And they highlighted white conservative males as well as Q followers. And actually, if you looked the URL of, I think it was maybe a New York Times story or one of those big mainstream media outlets was anti-vax QAnon, something like that. It just showed exactly what they're, they were talking about. But so far we've seen in this a vax education effort quote like the the I, I believe it was hundreds of millions of dollars that is being spent by so-called nonprofits or I don't know if it's the CFR or the US government or whatever on on combating anti-vax sentiment or vaccine hesitancy. So the first thing that we we saw roll out was that they were tar- targeting minority communities, especially African Americans, because they have totally justifiably, but only because of their history of being abused by the medical system, not because of any present reality. So totally invalidating real racism. And then at the same time, now they're saying it's the uh, white conservatives and they're taking an angle of the rural country, whatever. And I've been saying for years and years, like I actually think Trump, part of the Trump psyop was to to demonize rural America because rural America is a threat to the World Economic Forum type thing. I want to be an agorist. They're, they're already, they already have the chickens and stuff. So they know what to do. They have guns. They kill coyotes. They have to protect their own land. You can't really call a cop when you're out there. So the agrarian roots of this country really were what, why Patrick Henry didn't even want to replace the Articles of Confederation with the Constitution because 
because he knew that was the backbone. That's how you have a free society. So they're going to do that. Um, they're using it to target them, but they will also use this to further demonize these ignorant rurals who vote Trump by saying they are the reason that we have to keep wearing masks, that we have to keep social distancing. Even though you, good citizen, had a vaccine, those bad citizens are out to get you. Yeah, and they kind of express that when talking about this new strategy. The White House fears that they cannot reach herd immunity without getting to this group. So if they can't reach herd immunity, if these conservative white men are what stands in the way of everybody's safety, then that might give them justification to say, well, let's just cut this group off completely from being able to participate in society, which lends to your vaccine apartheid stuff that we were talking about last week. Or maybe they go further and say, you know, if you had just cooperated like good citizen, like the little libertarians that you are who say a voluntary society will still arrive at the right answer. If only you would have done that, then we'd be fine. But you didn't. So now we have to actually mandate it. We have to come to your home. And I think I see the signs of the first uh, um, foray into coming to your home with the vaccination because I saw a big article about Johnson and Johnson. Um, we're concerned that the J and J vaccines are being hoarded and stockpiled in local communities. And we think that one of the reasons is that a, they only want to, they want to conserve the Johnson and Johnson vaccines for the homebound because it's only one shot. And I'm like, well, if you're going to give it to the homebound, then are you going to their homes? And then the other reason they were saying is that unless there are enough for all of the homebound, then it won't be equitable distribution. So they can't start to give them out until they can give them out to everyone at once, I guess, who are in whatever category. Yeah. I mean, it's really ad absurdum how they're approaching equity. But I feel like this is the first step towards someone knocking at your door with the vaccination, asking you why you're refusing. Well, it's going to be somebody that you recognize, somebody that you trust already, because part of their effort, they're targeting these locales. They're micro-targeting, actually. We, they're, they've used the term, they're going to be micro-targeting in this campaign, these communities of people who are experiencing the vaccine hesitancy, and they're going to have, instead of having celebrities, they're going to be having people like your religious leaders, your doctor, whoever you trust the most, whoever, whatever voices hold meaning for you, for you who is skeptical, this is a, the language that they use. That's who is going to deliver the message because they want people to not feel manipulated, I guess, while they're manipulating them. And this is a key to this, this strategy. They're funding advertising efforts at the local level. So they're sending money to the locales, to the people that you trust the most already. And they're basically bribing them to deliver their vaccine message to you. I have a lot to say about that. That reminds me of what they what I've heard about foreign aid, like when we send, quote, foreign aid to a country, act like we're giving them a bunch of food and to feed their people. But we're not. We're actually this is what a guy from Ethiopia told me about what happened during in his country when we were all getting propagandized for giving them food aid because they were starving. He said that the fa famine and drought were totally exaggerated. But what our money was doing was reaching out to 
to natives or locals who would promote the politics that we wanted to infuse into their grassroots. So they're well experienced in doing this. Also, I would say that the I remember, I think it was Brookings, one of your deep dives that you brought. They talked about how and this was absolutely echoed in event 201 that they do studies on who is the most influential person in your life. And one of the more surprising answers was your employer. But they always highlight faith leaders. That's why that is such a dangerous yeah. thing when they get all them together. They talked about frontline workers, and that's why they were so adamant that nobody break ranks from the nurses and stuff and messaging, want to make sure everybody's on the same page. And this micro-targeting very much reminds me of two things that we've talked about a lot in the past. One is this idea of birds of a feather. The NSA Google thing where they want to pigeonhole you into a very small group. They could even invent AI to convince you that it's a larger group to get you to be influenced by a crowd that doesn't even exist. And that kind of in parallel with how Cambridge Analytica would go and focus their political messages by sending out texts to subscribers, but only like within the building of one conference, as opposed to a different text they would send if you were at somebody else's conference. And and it also goes to Facebook telling us last week or the week before that they have identified 638 different categories like that's a very Cambridge Analytica yeah. and that is how you could micro target especially you could drill down over and over to the point where the Google thing gives you individuals that who are their yeah. own category and you build the birds of a feather around that I mean this is not just for vaccinations no Although I do question their micro-targeting because part of their strategy is they're going to be sending New Jersey Governor Chris Christie on a media tour across the country. <laughs> that is macro any way you slice uh, yeah, it. Right. As anybody's going to listen to to this guy talk about Uber. Their, their health. <laughs> Para. That guy's, that guy's, they're sending out the big guns there. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> legit. Yeah, the big guns. And, and, and the same theme here. You probably saw that Krispy Kreme is going to be giving a free donut every single day for the rest of 2021 if you can prove that you're vaccinated. And the way that you prove you're vaccinated is you have to show them not your sticker because your sticker is not official enough. You have to show them a valid vaccination card. Oh, a vax card? A vax card. Where do you get one of those? I have no idea. I didn't know they existed until this requirement from Krispy Kreme arose me either this yeah this is going to be my glossary entry for backdoor fascism that's exactly what this is yeah is is this is how you get things to be mandated without having the government officially mandate them is through the corporations and apparently through the most unhealthy organizations that that you can go to because a number of other companies like mcdonald's although trader joe's isn't unhealthy but Tar target aldi these companies are also going to be implementing similar strategies i just i just think it's funny that Krispy cream is saying come eat a donut every single day you might die by the end of the year from high cholesterol <laughs> and blood pressure but me and chris christie want to tell you yeah that yeah, what, yeah. chris christie will be here eating all don't the donuts be, uh, we'll irrational and unscientific but about how they want to approach the rurals and that group so yeah so you've got what they they want to tell you is a bunch of hayseeds they're stupid and you've got to reach them but this 
I, I think that when you're talking about conservative white males, just from my experience on WSB, a lot of these guys are um, like business owners and there's like a different demographic. A lot of times you have the conservative. I don't know cause or effect. I don't know, but it seems like there's a correlation between if you pay a lot of taxes and how you don't want tax increases, which puts you kind of in that conservative camp. So if that's your If you are a high earner, I'm going to go out on a limb and say you are capable of, if not have a predilection towards rational thought. You can actually connect dots of cause and effect or you wouldn't be able to sell your products in a competitive environment. That kind of thing. You can't produce if you're just an idiot and get everything wrong. So so they're going to have to approach some like some micro targeting in this group is going to have to be towards uh self-confident people who are capable of sophisticated analysis and don't feel weak or dependent or fear-based. So how are they? I mean, that's going to, they're going to have to appeal to their, maybe their self-interest or their intellect. I mean, there are going to be some people you can't just manipulate emotionally. And that's, that's different for this crowd. It's going to be really interesting to see as this rolls out the next few weeks. I think this is the beginning of it here to see what techniques they're using. It could go as far as, and I'm being serious here. You could go, do you, is somebody, you could go to your drug dealers and somebody who buys drugs in the black market and your drug dealer could say, hey, you get 20% off. Let me see your Vax card. If they're really targeting. I wouldn't be surprised because during the lockdown out here, there was no interruption in um, black market drugs through like whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, ride sharing. I don't know. Craigslist. I don't know what That's it is. That's another great one. Yeah. But uh, I would not be surprised if this is the number one technique. They will get these guys, kids to harass them and shame them. Yes. That, that, yeah. That's totally going to be the only way. I've heard way. friends of mine talk about that with their kids. They're, they're getting pressure from their kids when they come home from school. Yeah, for sure. About the mask, about social distancing, and now it's going to be the vaccines. And that's how they sell uh, like PlayStations and toys that they know are going to be shorted out. They they put them in commercials of children's shows so that the kids will harass the parents till the parents just give in. Maybe children's shows. Absolutely. Sesame Street. Kids shows. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. I hear public service announcements about this everywhere, and I'm sure it's already been on Sesame Street. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. All of that. But like even older kids, like your college kids and... All that it's going to be where just as the person, this older guy, the kid is like, you know, I really care about you and I you can't see my kids. You tell grandpa he can't come over. Yeah, you can't. You can't come over and hug me until Until you've got the vaccine. Right. Hmm. Scary. How about maybe through sports? Maybe they're going to. Maybe they'll get their space, but they but they're not influenced by their sports people. They're interest they're they're influenced by NASCAR, but not. Well, they are teaming up with different sports organizations. I, I suspect the NBA will kind of lead the way in this because they seem to be the most <laughs> social justice totally. sports league. Totally. Maybe but, your kids' college. Yeah, I was talking last week about the Georgia Tech basketball discussion forum. This is on a Georgia Tech site that only if you're a Georgia Tech fan or somebody who wants to go troll them like you're a Georgia fan is going to ever read. So it's very targeted, very micro-targeted, you might say. A discussion over a Tech player that their best player who was ruled out, not allowed to play in the NCAA tournament because of COVID. And they were all mad about it, rightfully, because he's, they, they lost the game. They 
in my opinion, would have won easily if he were there. And they, a lot of people were mad about it. Then someone injected the question of uh, the vaccines and the test. And then, then people started putting stuff in there that were very legitimate reasons why the PCR test is not reliable. And then fighting broke out. And then not long after that, the discussion board was completely removed. Not, not the whole website, but that discussion chain, which was really, really long, hundreds and hundreds of messages, a lot of really relevant information about the PCR test because people were mad and they were highlighting it. And you cannot even access it anymore. You can't go read any of that chain. None of it. That's never I've never seen that happen before on that website ever. Wow. And that's not I mean, it could not be less of a publisher. You know, it could not be less of something that really has no need to patrol or police content. Yeah. I mean, I can understand you getting kicked off for saying some gratuitously offensive stuff or threatening someone and then like someone reports you. That's what happens. Right. That's how we used to do it. Somebody reports you. It's a private platform. We don't cotton to that. But this. Right. I think it was done. I think somebody probably reported it. I think multiple people probably reported it. And the moderator or whoever runs the website probably not wanting to get in trouble or thinking they were doing the right thing. So I'm just going to shut it down completely. So I think there was some of the self-censorship involved, which is also a major part of this. Yeah, I think that's uh, I, I think we've seen that all over the place where I'll tell you in the patron 15 about. I mean, neighbors ratting on their neighbors. It's really (laughs) crazy. You know, it's really crazy. And it's about stuff that isn't going to hurt anybody. Yeah. So who knows? But uh, the speaking of party poopers, rats, this I saw this was seemed custom made for you. This Fox headline MSNBC personality Joy Reid and others share a crowded Miami Beach photo to complain about vacationers flouting coronavirus distancing guidelines. But there was only one problem. The picture was from 2019. Although I had, you know, that it was all over the Fox headlines, which I only listened to. It's on Sirius and they were all about Miami. They had the cops. You could hear the cops. I don't know if it was recorded or live or what saying something to the effect of uh, you must obey immediately. There is a curfew. You must obey, obey. And it was really 1984 and it was to the point where it would piss you off because the first thing you're going to you're thinking is, do I not live in a free country? Yeah. And then and people have been telling me because I was like, oh, I want to move to Texas, but it looks like it's going downhill fast. And everyone's like, move to Florida, move to Florida. But why is this happening in Florida? Well, I'll tell you why it's happening in Florida. I want to tell you a couple more of the techniques that the police were using. They sent the SWAT team in because they had set an 8 p.m. curfew. So an 8 p.m. curfew is an impossible standard. Spring breakers are never going to adhere to an 8 p.m. curfew. So you knew you were going to end up sending SWAT team in when you when you set that. So SWAT team came in. I mean, they, they I have pepper, to say oh, good. the curfew itself is I, I mean, you. I really when are we going to demand that the science prove the policy to the point where it is an absolute emergency and even then scrutinize if our form of government allows for such things. Yeah. So an 8 p.m. curfew is impossible. 1 p.m. isn't. I just don't. 1 a.m. isn't. I don't. I'm so violently opposed to the curfew at all. 
But yeah, okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. there to so it's there to mess with people because totally eight p.m. instead of ten p.m. at least. And it, I've noticed this throughout the past year. The police have gotten to test a lot of this crowd control technology. That maybe it's newer stuff. What a what a perfect time to test newer stuff. They used a sound cannon known as a LRAD LRAD to get people to disperse. They also banned alcohol from the beach. They also banned alcohol sales after ten p.m. And they even sent cell phone text messages to tur- to tourists warning vacation responsibility or be arrested. And what the news doesn't tell you about all this, which I found very interesting, is that what's going on in Miami is Freaknik. All the events are Freaknik events. What is events. Freaknik? Freaknik is the black college spring break. It usually is held in Atlanta. I don't know if this is the official event through the website, but But it's a lot not of in Atlanta event, the events, this year? Do what? It's not in Atlanta this year? I haven't seen anything about it being in Atlanta this year. And when I looked up the spring break stuff about what's going on right now in Miami, they are all Freaknik events. And when you look at the photos, it really? looks like a Freaknik event. It and says Freaknik yes. on the Miami stuff? Yes, it does. It says Freaknik. Wow. And this is could be the perfect story to say, look at the police using all these crowd control tactics. Yeah, to bust Freaknik. The- it's not about spring break. It's about, it's Freaknik. Right, yeah. And so, they, for some reason, it's not about the police using crowd control techniques on majority, like 99% when you look at the photos of African-American students. Instead, it's look at Florida, the Republican state with the Republican uh-huh. governor that has <laughs> all these no right. more restrictions open up. This is right. why there's going to be super spreader event these conservatives are going to cause it to spread around the nation again and then the mayor of not the mayor yes the mayor the mayor of miami stepped (laughs) in and went against is going against the governor governor. he's he's implementing these curfews and all these so the good guy is implementing the police tactics because they're making it a story about covid instead of a story about police violence Wow. I was wondering when they were going to target Florida. I mean, I I just I don't I think a lot of the kind of red states opening up is there to give real push to the vaccine thing, because I think by the middle of summer, people are going to start being a little uh, more resistant to the vaccine, not less, believe it or not. And I guess all the first movers, they want they want everyone. They want all the first movers to get the vaccines and then they want anybody on the fence to feel urged to get the vaccine. And then the people who aren't going to get it, that's going to be later. But I think they want to make sure that anyone who they can rope in. So they're like making these red states make you feel a little panicked. And I was wondering about how they were going to attack Florida figures. It would be spring break, but I didn't think Freaknik. Yeah, well, they're not telling you it's freaking. That's what's really interesting about it. So before we get to our final story of the day, which is going to be Bill Gates' answer to the question of why he has so much farmland. I want to tell you a little bit about what's going to be in the Patron 15, which is a company that will pay you $2,400 to stay away from screens. I'll tell you about how that can happen for you and neighbors ratting on neighbors. But before we get to that final story, I want to give a Thank you to our sponsor of today of today's show, Neighbors Feed and Seed. Neighbors Feed and Seed has all the goods you need for a good living. They have chicken seed, bird seed, organic dog food, organic heirloom seed packs. They have tons of new seeds in right now, including the special offer for Propaganda Report listeners, which is that you get 20% off of Neighbors Organic and non-GMO seed pack grab bag. You just type in the coupon 
prop report when you check out to get that 20% off. And you can call up there to neighbors and you can ask for Bill. You can email him. You can ask for James. The customer service there is fantastic. When you walk in, you are treated like you are at home. It's a great place to go. But even if you're not in Georgia, then it's a great place to call and you can get advice, tips, and like we said, that 20% off. So neighborsfeedandseed.com. Check them out. We also have an event there coming up on April 15th. Is that correct? Sunday, April 18th at 2 p.m. Yes, Yes, everyone's welcome. Thank you. It's closed to the public, but all of Propaganda Report listeners are welcome. I think Bill, um, he's going to make sure there's either a food truck there or pizza guy. So there's going to be a little bit of refreshments, but mostly it's just for us to say hi. Yes, it was a lot of fun the first time we did it, and it's going to be great next time as well. So please support us by supporting our sponsors. And if you haven't, give Patreon a look, uh, patreon.com slash propaganda report, where you can get our basic truth sponge level. It's $7, and you get all of our patron exclusive content there. The patron 15, which we drop every time we do a drive time news blast. We let our hair down a little bit in that. You actually get 45 minutes of commercial free show in the <laughs> truth sponge level. Excuse me. We also give you access to early releases, to select patron interviews, and participation in our patron only mini Q&As, which are we get fantastic questions from people, which they they end up going on sometimes longer than we imagined because of the questions are so good. And you get access to both me and Monica as well as the entire patron community. So check that out. Now on to our final story of the day. So Bill Gates, I don't know if you have heard the news that Bill Gates has had uh, is now declared the biggest farmland owner in this country. Have you heard that? I have heard that. I was recently announced and he was asked why in his Reddit thing. So he has like this little Reddit. Oh, he did a Reddit. Ask me anything. Yes. That's he dangerous. Does that. Don't. Surely they, there's a delay. I'm sure that's moderated some way. Yeah. And if there's, ta- I mean, it has to be moderated somehow because you couldn't have tens of thousands of people. Although when, when Zuckerberg did something like that, they asked him if he was a lizard and he didn't get it. <laughs> He's a robot anyway. Yeah, yeah. He's not a lizard. Anyway, so they asked him and this just, uh, it just irked me. They asked him why he and Melinda bought all this farmland And he said the agriculture sector is very important. He said with more productive seeds, we can avoid deforestation and help Africa deal with the climate difficulty they already face. And I just thought, okay, he's such a good guy. Right. This guy owns more of American farmland because he wants to actually make it even more intensely monocrop, monoculture, whatever, as it could possibly be, which is not the direction of like health and wellness. Not that I'm sure he has access to the heirloom seed bank in, I think a patron told us it was in Sweden, but Oh, I guess we thought it was in Switzerland. I think it's in Sweden. But anyway, so I just and then and then it's all to help Africans deal with climate change. So he's buying U.S. farmland to help Africans deal with climate change. I mean, like a nerdy Lex Luthor. (laughs) What does this guy not do for other people? Everything. He lives and breathes for African communities because he spends so much money and sends so many vaccine trials and malaria trials there. And to know that his 
number one effort is and always has been population reduction. It's just you just got to scratch your head. Yeah, so what he was can, the name of that institute again? The, the I think it was for um, the the Gates Foundation for Population Control. Yeah, I think it was like I that obvious. So I don't I don't it. want him controlling the food supply. You know, a guy who might be friends with Kissinger, who coined a large portion of the human population as useless eaters. Anyway, uh, I would like to do a couple of shout outs. I want to shout out to our latest patron, Christian. Thank you so much for joining the team of Propaganda Report patrons and supporters and i hope you enjoy all the extra content we have been told that it is the most bang for the buck of any patreon and a longtime supporter and patron saint moral bob wants people to know about his new show it's called hidden in plain sight tomorrow bob is a podcaster i've been on a show i'm not sure if you have but we are going to be on his show next week so Binkley and I will share that with you. On, on this new show? On, I, I, yeah. On the, site? Well, I don't know. I assume it's his new show, like but maybe title. he's got maybe he's got two shows. Got to can't ask questions you don't know the answer to. I know. Sorry. I, just, I like the title. I, think it's a, <laughs> I know. It's a cool it is title. super cool. I don't know if we'll be able to live up to the expectations <laughs> of that, but it says his new show is called Hidden in Plain Sight, where he takes a look behind the curtain on the stage of political theater and digs deeper into what the globalists don't want us to know. He seeks truth in the world of lies and secrecy. So I'm happy if we're included in that and we can just opine, but it also sounds like he's going to go for some of the deeper dives, which of course we have a soft spot for. So thank you, Moral Bob. Hidden in plain sight, that's going to be pretty cool. Can't wait to talk to you again soon. And I did want to tell people about a few things. We have the meetup in, in Atlanta on April 18th. I'm going to be, since I'm going to be on the East Coast, I'm going to scooch up and visit my mom. And I'm I, I'm going to have a meetup, just a couple of drinks in New York, in the suburbs of New York, uh, April 23rd. That's a Friday. If you want to know the details, if you're interested in meeting up with me and a couple of other patrons in New York, go to thepropreport.com. Hit the meetup tab on the New York thing. Just comment in there and I will I will uh, let you know the details when I get them. I'm not going to just publish it because I'm not I need to know how many <laughs> like how big a table to get. <laughs> but also we are going to have a patron saint Zoom party. I think this Sunday I've got to dot a couple of eyes, but pretty sure this Sunday is going to be the next patron saint Zoom party. So if you want to participate in that make sure you're a patron saint on patreon.com slash propaganda report and with that on to the patron 15 all right you guys can find your drive time news blast every week afternoon at the propreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the propaganda report podcast feed if you want access to that extra content that we were telling you about earlier go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron we will talk to y'all tomorrow or in the patron 15 have a fantastic rest of your day